It is August 2nd, 1997, and Fly by the Sugar Rays is number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart. Welcome to Tell Me Your Thoughts on Pod. I am Quillen. I'm Trav. I'm Al. And this is a podcast where we talk about every song that reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart in the 90s, beginning with Kurt Cobain's death in April 1994. Today we'll be talking about Fly, the first single from It's a Shame About Sugar Ray's sophomore album, (laughs) Floored. Fly spent eight consecutive weeks at the top of the Modern Rock chart. And my cat is just going to cry this whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) We are here for it. Super cat. Super cat (laughs) is here like a birdie in the sky. He's so high. Right, uh, Fly was a big hit. Uh, 29 mainstream rock uh, pop, number one, number 18, adult alternative. Are you all feeling Fly these days? <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed it more than I expected to at this stage of my life, yes. I did too. Yeah. It's kind it, of I, like fun. I liked it as a kid. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. You didn't at all? No. Oh, wow. It was hard because it, it really, it was so overexposed. I mean, it was played, it was so ubiquitous. But I got to say, one of the things that was kind of nice about this one was that, like, I don't feel like I've heard this song. In, in a long time. In a, in a long time. Yeah, that's, and yep. Coming back to it, I was kind of like, I mean, I had sort of, I hadn't been dreading this episode, but I had assumed that we were just going to trash this. Yeah. And yeah. listening, I, I I I don't know. I I had a good time listening to to Fly by Sugar Ray. Yeah, I I had the same experience. I I loved it. I loved it when it came out. Um, and I grew sick of it due to oversaturation. It was played <laughs> because you listened to it every night, <laughs> all of the time, constantly. It was, it was on in your your disc MTV man. constantly, and. Uh, I got sick of it, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm with you, Al. Like, I I can't remember the last time I had heard the song. I can't remember, and so yeah. it. I I guess I have fresh ears for it, and it was uh, no. And I will say, I did like other songs like this that Sugar Ray did as mm-hmm. a kid, and I still do. And we'll get there maybe one day. 
maybe yeah, we're definitely gonna get there. maybe someday we will get there <laughs> or or is it or is it that we will get there every more maybe every morning we will get there i but uh anyways like yeah i i, I kind of liked this sound of theirs uh at the time and uh yeah just hearing it with fresh ears it was, it was fun i i had i had no like no real qualms about it so wait a minute did you guys feel that removed from it that like you heard this song and it was like oh yeah i remember fly by sugar ray <laughs> let me tell you was a it- couple things that i felt that way about i i had, i forgot about the bass line mm-hmm. the bass line is cool the 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 chords are really doing one four, but that bass is going one six. Bum, yeah, bum, 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 yeah. Playing the third of that chord, and that's kind of a cool move. And mm. I also got to say, I I I didn't really remember the Supercat version that well. I remembered my the the Supercat in my dining room is like just attacking things, but. Uh, <laughs> I you know I remembered the the high 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 higher than a kite or whatever he says and all those kinds of things, but um, just when the the track started, I was like, oh yeah, this is yep, it just feels the, with the, the intro with Supercat before you go into the guitar and all that, um, felt good. Hmm. I kind of feel like this is uh this is kind of like um sort of like a 90s update on something like Red Red Wine by UB40 and uh and uh so I I was into it That's supposed to be at least slightly a joke about how I like UB40 but I don't know maybe it's not that much of a joke <laughs> What it is all nice and decent slip of the crew this is Mr. Cat and Sugar Ray riding through. Why me I tell a man she have been intoxicated for her love? Hi, man, like a genie, put a car with a fly. Some of say a virgin to me, I beg her, maybe the first try. So the water come out. Whoa, 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 whoa. That joke That's did fair. not take flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah, I. there's something about it. I mean... There's something about this song and maybe this band that's so like unconcerned with coolness that um is a little bit appealing to me. Mm-hmm. You think especially the concerned with coolness? Yeah, I don't think that they're like let's write a let's write a song that like you know I the see. coolest people in the world would like. I gotcha. I gotcha. I, I always, my perception of Mark McGrath pre, you know, insane popularity was that he was like a cool, you know, trying, trying a little hard to be cool. Um, but so the, the weird thing that I read about this track was that it was the rest of the band that wanted to go pop. Yes. And yeah. Mark McGrath yes. wanted to, wanted to be, stay remain metal. heavy. Yes. Yeah. I know that was a revelation to me. Yeah. Also, had you guys ever listened to the album before? I mean, I guess I don't want to no. get too far ahead of it. Yeah, but like, I had, I had, I had friends that had it. Yet, but, I, I okay. knew that it was a, a mess. Uh, yeah. I prepared my something for something, for something worse than it actually was. But yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> how hard are those background vocals going for it on this song? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! Ah! 
I just wanna fly. And yeah. Uh, I just want. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like really scary. gruff. I just want. Yeah. <laughs> I've never considered that. It's so like it's muted and compressed within the mix that I'd never even considered that. But that's yeah. pretty funny. Put your arms around me, baby. Put your arms around me, baby. I just wanna fly. I come burning out the sky up so L, do you think that that is Mark himself, or do you think that's another? I'm gonna. In the band? I'm thinking that that's the band. I think it'd probably sound a little better if he was doing it. I don't know. He's a little pitchier than I remember. Like his his voice huh. is like not quite as good as I remembered it being. Um, I, and I, I kind of think it sounds like him, him singing his own backup, uh, background vocals. Yeah. I had sort of forgotten what, a what a sex symbol he was for a short moment. He's pretty he's handsome. People's people magazine, sexiest rocker of 1998. And I think that people at school, <laughs> people at school were talking about him a lot. Just beating out Ed Roland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, did, when you listen to this, did, uh, what I got come to mind at all for either of you? Oh, no, but totally makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes. Trev, I, I don't think that in the moment, in the moment that did not happen, but immediately when you said that, I, I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. There's even Um, like an acoustic, like, um, yeah. Like kind of like knee, 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 like kind of yeah. just like a one-off yeah. like lick that made me like I can hear Sublime now. Uh, yeah. Just thinking of it. Yeah. Um, fly is no what I got, but it's no. still like I I can't bring myself to hate this song or this band on this album. I mean, we just so it's interesting because we just came off of Matchbox Twenty, who did not go for anything. Right, like they were trying to play it safe, and it just made us despise them. And I think this band is doing their own thing, and it, a lot of times it turns out terribly. But mm-hmm. I have so much more respect for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, whether it's Fly or the rest of the album, where it's just sort of like, yeah, man. I mean, I guess whatever. It's your thing. Go for it. That's cool. Um, but yeah, fly flies um uh, it's uh it's no what I got. I'll leave it yeah. at that. Yeah, it's no what I got. <laughs> it's not the best song in the world. Uh and it's not what I got, but it's uh it, it's better at this stage than I like ever expected it to be. Um, one of the things that I, I read about this song that I thought was really interesting, um, you know, so Mark McGrath, I don't know, I should, I should have read the notes in advance, but Mark McGrath is, um, a music nerd, right? Um, he knows a lot about a lot of like music history. Um, he was on rock and roll jeopardy on vh1 and like absolutely cleaned house every time he was on like answering everything i watched him with uh with vince neal and the guy from foreigner on my lunch break the other day oh sweet he 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 totally destroyed them 
Yeah, he just knows everything. And, and it's sort of like, damn, like you're that much of a music historian and you came up with Fly? Um, but, <laughs> but. Um, Wait, when was he on Rock and Roll Jeopardy, though? Late Many 90s. Times. Yeah. Like after this song? Like after their. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I yeah. want to say maybe even early 2000s was a lot of this. Yeah, stuff. he, he yeah. was more experienced then than he was when they wrote Fly, I'm sure. Well, I know, but he was answering questions about music from the 70s and like obscure questions, you know, and he I knew think it. it is clear from the album that he's a pretty voracious music consumer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's pretty cool. I've always had respect for him after watching that. Um, yeah. But uh, one of the things I read about this song was that he compared uh, the lyrics to Alone Again Naturally by Gil- Gilbert O'Sullivan um to to his lyrics in in fly where there's this like tragic element about like a parent dying and um yeah contrasting that to this this very like pleasant pop song um and i thought that was so cool even though i don't i I, it doesn't necessarily like in execution like work as well as it does in concept for me but um that was a really a really fascinating thing to read yeah Robert Criscow said of Sugar Ray, <laughs> they're the nearest thing to a fresh young rock band the market or the underground has kicked up this year. <laughs> wow. High praise from Christ Gow. Yeah, Jesus. Fuck out of here with that. Yeah, I mean, like 1997, like... How many great bands were actually active in 1997 that were like operating under the radar that, you know, a music critic should be aware of? And uh, he he's pushing Sugar Ray. Like that totally <laughs> makes me just be like, who is this guy? I know yeah, he yeah. has a great I, reputation, I, but like, get out of here. I yep. can't figure out what he likes. We're continuing to move into brighter more electronic, sometimes tropical territory with an edgy look or edgy attitude or edgy subject matter. Um, besides Sublime, anything else that you can think of and compare to this? This My particular thought... song or the rest of the album? Oh, I think... I guess probably the song. The song, yeah. I uh, My thought is Smash Mouth. Like, I yeah. think of, yeah, like that's this time, you know... Bleached hair, spiky tattoos, l- lots of <laughs> swears. Yeah. Um, but like, like this, like happy sounding music, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> like an old lady. <laughs> Bleached hair, spiky tattoos, a lot of swears. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. <laughs> Visually, I feel like lit is yeah. is the same. It's the same vibe. There's this yeah. sort of like Florida Florida trailer look, um, yeah. But with maybe with bowling shirts added in or something yeah. like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's but a good call. Um, yeah, a very different sound from lit, but still kind of in the same universe as Mark McGrath. I think. I think sonically too. What I think of is Len. Um, oh yeah. Len definitely steal my hmm. sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Len is 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 fly perfected. Yeah, yeah. 
Anything else about Fly? Absolutely. Oh, so there are two different versions, and oh, yeah. we were we were having trouble figuring out uh, what situations they were heard in. I noticed that if you search for Fly Sugar Ray in Spotify, the non Supercat version comes up first, mm. but the music video from back in the day was the Supercat definitely, version. Definitely, definitely, yeah. I feel like I. I feel like I remember hearing the version without Supercat more on the radio. Yes. I totally yeah, agree with that. I not me. I, I don't remember ever hearing the non Supercat version. Okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely more boring, but I think maybe it was just safer. Uh yes. there wasn't any kind of hybridization going on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you know how bad that sounds? Like <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying like I know that that is not your take on it, Al. Or right? Your, you know, but like that is. I'm not even just think saying about safer it. from like uh, from like a super white suburban perspective. I'm almost thinking like safer as in like genre wise or like genre wise, like on on alternative rock radio. I think that maybe there would be less of like a a feeling of like, oh, this is pop. Yeah, um, I mean, sure. It's still pretty fucking poppy, though. Sure. Either way, you spin it. And I mean, I do think, either way, I do think that huh, maybe race is part of it. Like, I, again, not what you're saying, Al, but like. Well, alternative was just coded as white. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. Um, race is part of it, but also that bridge is part of it, too. That bridge is pretty <laughs> that's, that's abrasive. Right? With the rapping or without? Oh, I don't even... I, I guess I didn't even notice the rapping. It was the new metal it's, guitars. It's it's really boring without Supercat on it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that bridge is boring without Supercat on it. With it, it feels kind of, I don't know, shiny and new. It kind of feels a mm-hmm. little fun. <laughs> Um, music video, it feels, you know, it definitely is burned into my mind. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those with the rotating room. So Mark McGrath can dance around yep. it and hang off of things and look like he's doing fancier dance moves than he really than is. He is. Yeah. I, this is one of the most, I'm not saying it's a good music video, but it's one of the most ingrained in my memory. Like, yeah. um, the, band just kind of standing under the in the pool like fully mm-hmm. under the water i remember and i distinctly remember towards the end when they're like playing out in the yard uh when the band is playing out in the yard and the the female dancers show up and the drummer and the bass player like 
look at each other and like kind of double take like what <laughs> girls <laughs> like i i very much remember that like i, I yeah it, it it felt like i had just seen this music video the other day <laughs> Okay, so I did the homework. I did you to the favor of going back and basically listening to almost all of Lemonade and Brownies, the album that Why? came out before Fly. Why I would don't you know. do that? I, I, I will confess, I was a little fascinated by Floored, and I wanted no. to know, I wanted to understand better. So Lemonade to and be Brownies. Clear, to be clear, nobody asked you to do this. <laughs> Sometimes Alec will text us like I, <laughs> before an episode, like try to try to be prepared to talk about this song in conjunction with this episode, and, and, and we're both like, like, Aww. no, nobody, nobody suggested this for for Alec to to do. This is all on his own. Well, I'm just trying to set up some context. There are a couple songs on that album, including the the first track, I think. That I could play it for you, and you would swear that you were listening to Kid Rock. Mm, I it believe, is I so pitch. It is is exactly like Kid Rock, and Mark McGrath Yikes. is rapping in a voice that sounds so much like Kid Rock. So yeah, Sugar Ray were were basically new metal, and uh, a lot of the album I thought kind of sounds. He 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 even mentioned that he they were trying to sound like Corn on some of these songs. Yeah. Um. So had you did you I know you talked a little bit about this, but did either of you have any exposure to the band or to the album? before the the song came out no fly was absolutely my my introduction and i think i remember being told pretty early on by like um like the guys that i knew that listened to new metal at the time um like oh yeah the sugar ray like this is not what they really sound like like this Hmm. is this is just an outlier um and i never i never cared enough to listen beyond the song um on this regard you know regarding this album um yeah but yeah i this was my introduction and i never i never followed up with anything from floored i just knew like shortly after like oh yeah they're like a heavy rock band yeah i had a very similar experience i can remember a conversation that i had maybe either taken part in or overheard in uh, the locker room of my gym class with, uh, you know, some, some guys I went to school with being like, yeah, Sugar Ray is actually like a, like a heavy rock band. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I did not care enough to check. I did not care enough yeah. to check it out. Appropriate that you found out in a locker room. Yeah, totally. I don't know. I don't know. That just feels, <laughs> feels right. <laughs> yeah. 
It definitely did. And I, I was, I was going to say, I, um, when I started listening to this, the first, like immediately I was like, oh, they're like doing a corn thing. Uh-huh. And I had not read anything about the album yet. And like one of the first things was like, yeah, Mark McGrath wanted to sound like corn. <laughs> and uh, I cannot imagine a worse role model for a band <laughs> in 1997 yeah. or any time in history than corn. Corn is indefensible and just, um, oh, just the worst. You know, the other thing that I really thought of was number four by STP. I thought that there were a couple <laughs> songs that really sounded like number four. Really? Like what? Like I, I I'm surprised I to hear you don't say that. Yeah. Yeah, songs sure. from this album. But like, so I mean, number four was was definitely like this dark kind of butt rock album but um florid has songs that are like almost jokey it's like they're not taking things seriously and they're a little rap rocky and number four never really has that i mean like they're they're just like this dark dark rock album that's not really pleasant yeah, maybe it's just the guitar riffs or the bass sound oh, or something okay. like that. I think that. I think yeah. to- tonally, I think absolutely, yeah. Um yeah. I I got some sublime on some of the so- even some of the like heavier songs. Like there were a couple like funky like punk-ish songs that reminded yeah. me of songs from the <laughs> uh self-titled Sublime album. Yeah, I mean this is such a weird record and such a weird song to include on this record mm-hmm. i mean i just remember friends getting this album and just being baffled yeah and it was definitely a a pretty alienating thing i think for fans yeah. of the song to get the album and just be like what on earth am i listening yeah. to i think that i at the time i thought like uh the bafflement was because yeah, I had friends who were the same way who bought the album for fly. And I think that I thought that they were baffled by it just in that it was otherwise a heavy album, but I was surprised at how all over the place sonically the album is like, it's Mm -hmm. not just, it's not just new metal, you know, or it's not just rap rock. Like it's, it's like, it kind of runs the, like gauntlet of like all the kind of heavy rock styles that are going on right now. Should yeah. I, what, is, tr- <laughs> what Trev? Yeah. There's like hard and heavy and like, yeah, you were making a disgusted <laughs> face. At yeah. Just no, I mean like, I, like it's, it's like different, like five different flavors of shit. Kind of. I yeah, think is what yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I <laughs> like mean, it's like not that varied. In in my opinion, like I couldn't hear that. No. I guess I should say. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. No, it it, it was like I, I mean I expected it all to just sound like basically corn, but it was like corn and also sublime and also three eleven and also and also saliva and seven dust. Sure, yeah, like <laughs> it, yeah, but but kidding. yes, to your to your point, uh, multiple varieties of of terrible things and and I I, I should <sighs> say like I I. I don't take any joy in being like corn sucks because corn obviously sucks. And I would love to like, 
I'm totally open to reevaluating things from this era that um, I thought sucked at the time, but like, there's never been a a a, a second of listening to Corn where I've been like, oh, maybe there's something here. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I think that like. Yeah, uh, to to try to model your band after Corn in 1997 of all things. Like, I mean, Corn probably peaked in like 2001 or 2 or something, right? Um it, it's just a very interesting choice. I think maybe their self-titled album was like 95, like surprisingly early for Corn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um to be like this is what we need to follow is a, a strange choice. And an inspired choice, actually. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, it, it makes me kind of curious, more curious about Mark McGrath. To think like, this, this is a guy who knows so much about different types of music. And he's like, this is the future. Mm-hmm. And he was kind yeah. of right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. He was. Yeah. Yeah. I have friends who, like, maybe at this point now, 10 years ago, tried to make me feel bad for not liking Got the Life by Korn. Mm-hmm. And it just made me so mad. I would get into drunk, <laughs> drunken arguments at the bar. They would try to talk me into, like, oh, and they were being sincere. Like, they were not joking. Like, they were, you know, like, there, there's some, like, ironic songs from that era that um, you get to like for a time. And, you know, I probably mm-hmm. did it too with certain songs, but they were like trying to push Got the Life by Corn on me. And I was just like, fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> the song sucks. Always has, always will. That's all I got to um, say about that. Is it time to talk about Stand and Deliver? <laughs> yeah. I don't have, I mean, I don't have it's shit to always say about anything to talk- else on the it's album. It's always time to. St- to talk about Sand and Deliver. All right, so there's this album track buried about two-thirds of the way through. It's like the that like is second or third from the last song. It's like, yeah, towards the end, I think. Sort, right? of, a, sort of a new wave song. Um, but he does this vocal performance that's this affected, like, 18th century dandy <laughs> who you have to imagine is in like a powdered wig. I totally thought it was like the intro from One Step Beyond by Madness. I thought he was doing that voice. I don't you think know I the know hey, hey, you don't watch that, watch this. You know, the whole like uh you know, new sound of whatever. Um, I can't I can't remember exactly how it is, but like that's what it struck me as. And so he was doing like this this two tone ska thing which we kind of mentioned a couple episodes ago. Um, and then, you know, it kind of evolves into this other, uh, the rest of the song sounds like uh, like an early Clash song, like a something from the, the self-titled Clash album. Hmm. Um, 
at least vocally. And then at the end, there's uh, this vocal part. Uh, yeah, they do this uh, this one five four thing, and the drums are doing the toms, and the whole band goes da diddly qua qua, da diddly qua qua, da diddly qua qua. That was the thing that stuck out to me. The da diddly qua qua. Right? Yeah, qua qua. That yeah. diddly qua qua. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Oh my god. But it's um, uh, it's the second best song on the album. <laughs> I mean, what else would it be? Se- second or it's third? It's a very, me. it's a very interesting song. So the the only other song that is that had any like redeeming quality, and. It's not fully redeeming. It's I don't think it's a good song, but it's the other single RPM, the opener on the album. Mm-hmm. The drum intro is awesome. It does sound like corn, but the 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 part is awesome. The drum part is sweet. Um, and I think there's like a bridge or something that's kind of okay sounding, but otherwise, uh, stand and deliver is the only other thing that like stood out or mm-hmm. was interesting or like not just like I mean it, and the, like I, I think that this is a bad album, but it is at least unlike um you, yourself or someone like you, um. It's at least interesting, right? Like there's at mm-hmm. least something, yeah, something to it. You know, the more time I spent with this album, the more you listen to was... it more than once. <sighs> I did. Oh wow! I, I Good... don't. Th- I I don't think I did, but I was ready to listen again by the end. Yeah, not me. I was way. so <laughs> I was so disarmed by how I don't know, just the attitude, the spirit of it. That I didn't feel like, like it was a bad album. Don't get me wrong. It, yeah, like yeah. it sucks. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that being said, it it didn't take itself too seriously. It was kind of fun. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I guess there were like moments where it was kind of like catchy and um quirky and kind of fun. And I'm not. I don't hate it. Like it was just it more than anything. It was just sort of like, all right, you pass. Go go ahead. Like sure. move along. Like I, I I don't I don't have any any qualms with you. Like it's fine. Yeah. Um. I definitely don't have any qualms with this band. I'll yeah. be curious to see how I respond to fourteen fifty nine because we will we will visit that later. I've never heard any of the album tracks on that. Yes, record. same. And yeah. I could see yeah. how if they're if they're chasing that previous chart success, which I think there's evidence that they are, then that could be something that could really get on my nerves, but who knows? Maybe they'll keep it fresh. Now, I did like check just very quickly like one or two non-album songs just or non-singles just to see if there were any like rock songs. 
and there there are like they're they're not all apparently they're not all um you know acoustic guitar and programmed mm-hmm. drum beat like um yeah I, i'm actually I, i'm actually kind of interested to to check it out <laughs> i'm not gonna yeah look. that'll be fun to talk yeah. about yeah it is you know and i i think i said this earlier but to reiterate it like this is an album that is worse than the matchbox 20 album but not nearly as offensive mm-hmm. like it sucks but it's like kind of cool because of how much it sucks <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm like, with just you. Just be yourself, man. Like it's cool. Like you're doing your thing and it's not appealing, but like God bless you. For sure. sure. Yeah, so our RPM went to number 35 on the modern rock chart. I certainly don't remember ever hearing it on yeah, the radio. Yeah, same. Same. No. Yeah. 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 Um did you all listen to the song? I asked if oh. you could listen to the song Rivers <laughs> yeah. from the Scream 2 soundtrack. Oh, is that what that was on? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I owned it. Hilarious. I owned that soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, it sounded like a blatant like tribute to we- yeah. to Weezer. Yes, this is a song called Rivers, and it doesn't seem to be about Rivers Cuomo, but once you get to, especially once you get to the chorus, you know exactly why it's called Rivers. It's because they're basically just, they're just doing their Weezer impression. She's gone away. And it's uh, it's not bad. I mean, they it's, do yeah, like pretty good they, impression. They do like yeah. a better Weezer impression than like most bands that try yeah. to like. I they mean, do a better Weezer impression than uh, 2020 Weezer than current Weezer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like like just the the like the vocal harmonies and like just yeah. the guitar tone and the chords. Yes. Like it's like they like they probably tuned to you know I know what Weezer tunes is a half step down or something yep. and like. They they did like all of the moves to actually sound like Weezer. Like it it, it was really funny. I was caught yeah, off and guard by it. It's evident at that point that you know the Bark McGrath can he can craft a melody. You know you can yeah. tell that they they if they continue in that vein that they might get some hits out of it. And uh, they definitely did. Yeah, any other thoughts on, I guess not even necessarily Sugar Ray, but just on Mark McGrath's continued visibility as a celebrity? God, you know, he pops up everywhere. I think he was a host on like one of those tabloid shows for a while. Mm-hmm. He was on Celebrity Big Brother, um, which took a long time to build up, like to get enough celebrities to to actually participate in the U.S., um, I, I've watched a couple of seasons of Big Brother. I shouldn't say that on, <laughs> publicly. Um, and I, I'm totally out on it now. But I saw him, and he was just like, again, totally like a reasonable kind of cool guy. Um, he did the Rock and Roll Jeopardy. He did, you know, he does. Um, he hosts a show on um, 90s on Nine on Sirius XM, 
and he's a great DJ. He's a great like personality. He's just kind of vapid and fun mm-hmm. and self-deprecating. Um, yeah, totally. He knows who he is. And like, mm-hmm. how could you hate the guy? He seems, uh, I-, I don't know. There's a place for him. Hey, before we move on, I wanted to ask, what did you guys think of the artwork for the album? Lord. <laughs> it looks like a No Limit Soldiers yes! uh, <laughs> style art- <laughs> artwork. That's exactly <laughs> what I typed up on my notes. I don't think yes. that that's... I don't think that that started happening yet, but maybe it has. I, it, it had to have been around. I mean, it, it it definitely looks like like late '90s rap. I think it might be cover, just like but, one more year before Master P and Silk the Shocker. And yeah, all that kind of stuff but it specifically looks like No Limit. Yeah. Yes. For so sure. So there's like there's like pinball scores uh, under each uh, band member. And there's uh, one one member has a bunch of money, like dollars. Uh, okay. The bass player is in front of like a, a classic car. Um, and then there is um, somebody who's around a bunch of uh, vinyl records and a guitar player with bangs and his guitar and a dog. There's a there's a bulldog. Not See- not Louis dog. Maybe there's an equivalent <laughs> to Louis dog in Sugar Ray. Maybe. Oh, that'd be sweet. The fact that it is even possible to buy this album on vinyl is so bizarre Stupid. to me. <laughs> that, that, that just the idea that there is an, enough of an audience out there that wants this whole record <laughs> is so it's so strange. The lemonade and lemonade. You sent the lemonade and brownies link on Discogs, and it was like they're going for like a hundred and fifteen dollars, and it was like yeah. a repress from like two thousand fourteen. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. That was kind of mind blowing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, every morning is going to be a number one later on, so we'll we'll avoid talking too much more about. Uh, yeah. The let's Ray. let's hold it off. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll take a quick break and come back and talk about the charts. Well, Fly was on the chart. It was number one on the chart for eight weeks. So we're going to go through quite a bit here. Yeah. Uh, On the mainstream rock chart, I don't know if this is my my birthday month or (laughs) what, but we go from Listen by Collective Soul straight into Pink by Aerosmith. So I'm in hog heaven over here. Uh, I like both of these songs. We talked about Listen by Collective Soul <laughs> last week. And, uh, you know, Pink's just, just classic. It's uh, uh, got it's a beautifully recorded pop song. And 
Uh, probably a song about vaginas is most likely what's going on there. And uh, it's a good song. <laughs> um, I, I have nothing to add to that. I just want to support and encourage everything you just said. It's great. From the album Nine Lives. Uh, pop number one. We're going to start out with I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy. We talked about that uh, last time. And we're just going to keep going with Puff Daddy in some form or another yeah. uh, throughout this entire run. Uh, we got Mo Money, Mo Problems by Notorious B.I.G. featuring Puff Daddy and Mace. Uh, this one still does it for me. Amazing song. Yeah. Amazing, amazing song. 100%. Wait, what? Really? More money, more problems? Yeah. 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 Why? It's just super poppy and fun. Dude. I mean, it's, it's the it's... Diana Ross sample, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's the, the way that the drum fills and the scratches interact with it. Yes. It's a really good sample of it. And cool. the B.I.G. rapping is definitely good. The, uh, the Puff Daddy and Mace, I don't think, is very good. There, is this the one where there's a line where it, it just sounds like Mace goes, round on my duty? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Man, Mace has I'm an awesome, sure it is. Mace has another awesome song from this time, though, called I Think Feel So Good, that has another similarly iconic um, like funk sample that is awesome. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's like an awesome funk sample with an awesome bass line, just like More Money, More Problems. They know me 91, bet they know me now. I'm the young Harlem with the Goldie sound. Can't no PG hold me down, cooler. School me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like booty. True pimp, spin no dough on the booty. When you yell, there go mace, there go your cutie. There's another uh, pop number one, though, too. Yeah, there's another pop number one produced by Puff Daddy, isn't it? Oh, I'm almost the... positive that it is. That would make sense. Honey by Mariah Carey. Yeah, I think that for that uh, for that song, um, Mariah brought uh, brought Puff Daddy on board. Dude, that song's um, awesome, too. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, written by Mariah Carey. Sean Combs, huh? Q-Tip. Oh, wow. And, and Stephen J, a.k.a. Stevie J. Yeah, it's good. It's, uh, you know, this was probably, honestly, this might have been my introduction to Mariah Carey. Hmm. I, didn't, um, I don't think I cared for this song back at the time, but, like, yeah. it's totally in my wheelhouse um, these days. Yeah, so the production crew is actually listed as Mariah Carey, Sean Combs and the Umma, which was the kind of production crew that uh, Q-Tip and Jay Dilla were doing together yes. in, uh, in the late 90s. They and, did the Janet Jackson song, too, I think. Or there was something with a Janet Jackson song. Um, yeah, they did uh, Got Till It's Gone. Yeah. They did a remix of that that Q-Tip oh. was on. Uh, they did some Buster Rhymes stuff. Um, I believe... Oh, I wanted to say that they had collaborated with uh, D'Angelo at some point, and I'm, I'm well, not Dilla, sure that that's Dilla definitely did. Yeah, maybe uh, the full group wasn't involved in that. Um, 
I think that we had a, a text exchange, a long text exchange about this whole kind of late 90s, early 2000s thing where these beats kind of lurch forward mm-hmm. and have this staggered feel to them. And I, I think that, you know, sometimes it samples and, and Jay Dilla and I think that Q-Tip also does a lot of that. But um, I think we might have determined also that maybe this was just something that Questlove was doing on the drums. It is definitely uh, a lot a, at this time period. It is definitely a drum style. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's uh, a decent amount of Erica Badu stuff that has that kind of feel mm-hmm. too. But uh, all of um, uh, Brown Sugar by by mm-hmm. D'Angelo really has that kind of staggered. It kind of feels like there's a, a kick or a snare that's coming in, maybe just like slightly mm-hmm. too far ahead of the beat, but mm-hmm. it creates this really cool staggered feel. Yeah, it almost makes it sound like there's like multiple players, like. It's cool. Yeah, it's a cool movie. Uh, let's take a look at the modern rock chart from this week. I just had a few from like uh, towards the bottom of the chart. Um, uh, at number thirty-five, Jackass by Beck. Um, so good. I, I'm pretty sure we've we've mentioned it and talked about it before on the pod, but um, maybe I don't I don't know. But um, yeah, just classic song, right? Just beautiful. Uh, what is the sample? Is it the zombies or something? It's uh, Van Morrison and them. Oh. So his early group. It's a okay. cover of It's All Over Now, Baby Blue by Bob Dylan. And it's very Beautiful. good. In oh, itself, man. it's it's totally worth listening to. It's it's really nice. Um, Another uh, entry to the chart is Superman's Dead by Our Lady Peace. Um, a song that I loved as a kid. And uh, it does not quite hold as much value to me now. Yeah, um, I like that band. There and are I'm other songs to... that are great, for sure. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm excited to talk some more of their singles. Uh, Superman's Dead feels like kind of the most straightforwardly gimmicky displays of that lead singer. I and think that's I, fair, yeah. yeah. I liked it when I was a kid, too, but I don't think it really holds up very well. Yep. Agreed. I kind of, um, I kind of had the opposite uh, reaction. Oh, funny! Where yeah. I, I was like, I was like okay with it as a kid, and now I'm like, yeah, that's huh. better. I mean, like, I'm, I'm more comfortable with it as an adult than I was as a kid. That's me with clumsy, with the song clumsy. Yeah, I, like I love clumsy now, and as a kid, it's a beautiful it was, song. I was so we're like we were yeah. we were both uh, Starseed boys. Yeah, um, for sure. Starseed being like the best Our Lady Peace song to this um, day, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I like. I really like Clumsy and uh, Four A.M. And actually, the song uh, Automatic I Flowers. Be, it's Four A.M. I must be lonely. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, don't I do remember, remember struggling with health kids. I'll have to. I'll have to go dig that song up. I, I don't re- quite remember off the it's, top of my head. It, it's a pretty treacly ballad. I mean, it's oh. more sentimental than clumsy is, but oh wow, uh, it's good. And yeah, I don't know. I don't remember if "Automatic Flowers" was ever a a single. 
It was, definitely. It was. Yep. yep. And I liked that more. And actually, yeah. I, I, um, when I was a kid, I didn't particularly like One Man Army, but I kind of wonder if that's pretty cool. Definitely. Yeah. It's got to have some good drums on it. Yeah. I haven't. Le- that's on the next album, right? Yep. Yeah. I, it's been a minute. I should, I should go listen. Yeah. Um, have we ever talked about the corganisms of um Ooh. the singer of Our Lady Peace? It's there and how he for does sure. that that really hard whiny kind of vocal. Yeah. That yeah. uh Billy Corgan he's, he's got that high pitch, yeah. Yeah. He does these big falsetto jumps that are, are different. Yeah. See, I don't I don't think yeah. that I would do well with that these days. Um, we have Everlong by the Foo Fighters at number 38. That's the best Foo Fighters song. When I was in middle school, there there can't be any song that I air drummed more to yeah. than that song. Yeah. I mean, watching that music video and getting to watch those yeah. drum fills was just Everlong so was probably cool. my favorite song for like a year. And, uh, I, yeah, it's the, it's like the only Foo Fighters song that still does anything for me. Well, let's rate Fly by Sugar Ray. We're talking about the Super Cat version, right? Oh, I, I don't know. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that I would give the non Super Cat version three, but I think that I'm going to give the Super Cat version four. Wow. Four, uh, four, four birdies, high, high, high <laughs> in the sky. Wow. Um, I'm going to give it. 3.5 statues from around the world that have crumbled for me. <laughs> That's a great one. I I will give it uh exactly in the middle, uh 2.5 um uh Mark McGrath dumpings via cameo. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, he du- somebody there was like a viral thing where like somebody paid him on cameo to dump their their oh spo- their girlfriend God. or something or boyfriend. That's horrible. And it's it's it, like it just went around and he's like, "Hey, hey Brendan, sorry man. Your girl's just not feeling it." Uh, <laughs> okay, but that's you know, better. it's cool. You just got to keep kind of was a girl dumping. <laughs> it was something like that. Um Yeah. It was super funny. I don't know if it was legit or not, but um yeah, it was being passed around from time to time, and uh, pretty funny stuff. Is Sugar Ray a Nirvana wannabe? <sighs> That's. I think they probably had elements of that in their sound at some point. I mean, the fact that I didn't go like immediately no is something at this point, right? Like that, my instinct wasn't like absolutely not like yeah. Matchbox yeah. Twenty. Um, I kind of think that that makes for a more interesting band in the context of this podcast right now. Like, I feel like, you know, at first it was lots of yeses and now it's like just consistently no. So I think when we come across a band that we're like unsure of, yeah, uh, it's like kind of, it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. I I would definitely say no. I think that there are a lot of bands that uh, Sugar A is, is imitating, but I don't think that Nirvana is one of them. I'm sure that Nirvana has influenced bands that they are imitating. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, tell me all your thoughts on Pod as part of the Off Shelf family. Head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine. The best, most fun way for us to communicate with all of you is via our Facebook group, Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. However, we still love receiving your emails at thoughtsonpod at gmail.com. You can also listen along with our playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, or watch along on YouTube. Next time, if you miss our episode, you might as well be walking on a, a hit by mouth. Nice. We'll be talking about the song Walking on the Sun. Great. Very appealing. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Okay, see ya.